So it's that time again. Time to plan your next batch of Instagram content. But you're not really sure what to post. The best way to keep those creative juices flowing is by having a planning routine that you can follow each time that you sit down to plan your next set of content, whether that is every week or every month, or if you're really on top of it, maybe even every quarter. Whatever your kind of content creation cadence is, it's really, really helpful to have systems and routines in place so that you never find yourself with creator's block and unsure what to make. So today I want to walk you through the first three steps that I take when I'm determining what to post next on Instagram, otherwise known as my content creation routine. And hopefully these systems, these habits, and these routines for content creation will give you a starting point that makes you feel excited and creative and ready to plan your Instagram content. So are you ready? Let's get to creating. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Before we dive into all of the goodness that I have to share with you, first, I need to announce something very exciting, which is the winner of our May Instagram audit giveaway. First of all, I just want to thank you all so much for leaving so many kind reviews and entering our little giveaway. I'm just so happy to be able to give out a free Instagram audit as a thank you for leaving these kind reviews that really, really help us continue to grow the show. So drum roll, please. The winner of the May Instagram audit giveaway is Emily from M Walters Art. And this is the review that Emily wrote. The title was The Creative Community I Didn't Know I Was Looking For. And it reads, as an independent owner of a small but growing art and design business, I've been searching for a voice that offers some inspiration and guidance on how to create content that really reflects my brand. This podcast does just that. Her advice is simple and translates so well to so many different kinds of creatives, not just ones looking to work commercially. Thank you so much, Emily, for that kind review. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to checking out your Instagram and putting together an Instagram audit for you. So uh, check your DMs. I reached out to you. (laughs) If not, send me a message and we'll get all the details sorted out. But thanks to everybody as well as Emily for leaving your kind reviews this past month. Definitely stay tuned because sometime in the future, we'll certainly run another uh, review giveaway again. Um, But of course, you can leave a nice review whenever you want. And it really does mean a lot to me. So thank you all for participating in that. Okay, so uh, let's get into it. The very first step that I take when I am sitting down and getting ready to plan my next month of Instagram content is to check for audience feedback. 
One of the most important strategies when coming up with your next post concept is figuring out what your audience is looking for and what they're responding well to. When I create content, I always keep the end viewer in mind. So why not do the same when coming up with the idea in the first place? Obviously, when you're writing your caption, when you are selecting the music for your reel, all those kind of final points of creation, you want to be creating it so that it feels relatable, it feels accessible to your ideal audience member. But you can make your content even more effective if you keep that perspective in mind from the very beginning. The end viewer, aka your audience, your followers, is usually pouring out thoughts, feedback, and questions in your DMs, in your comments, if you just know where to look for it. And in addition to getting that very explicit feedback in the form of comments and messages, you can also look at your insights because that is kind of the subtle way that your audience provides feedback that you can take into consideration when you're planning your next content. The thing about this is that not only does it give you a huge wealth of ideas if you are feeling like not sure what to make or sort of short on ideas, this is a great place to start for that, but it also ensures that the content that you're making is actually gonna be valuable for your audience and it's gonna be effective in terms of your growth. So let's talk about how you can gather this feedback and how you can kind of put it into practice. So the first area that I want to talk about is your Instagram insights. You might not initially think that your Instagram insights fall under the category of audience feedback, because like I was saying, it is kind of more of a subtle art of divining your followers' thoughts and feelings through their interactions on your posts. But really your insights do show you the performance of your post, the metrics of it, which is really just a numerical representation of your audience's thoughts and feelings about it, right? Like if your audience, your ideal follower saw your post and they left a comment, that means they really, really liked it. It spoke to them in some way that made them want to respond. If they saved it, that means they saw it and thought, oh, I really wanna have this in my back pocket for the future because it was super helpful and super valuable. If they shared it, that meant that they thought somebody that they knew could also benefit from it. And if they liked it, it means that they, they saw it and they probably had some kind of positive response to it, right? So all of these different numbers that can sometimes seem really intangible and abstract actually do mean something when it comes to how your audience feels about what you're creating. So it's important to pay attention to that. I recommend analyzing your top performing posts and then using the information that you gather there to decide which topics or even styles or formats of content to use in your next batch of posts. For example, I would recommend specifically going into the insights tab on your Instagram profile and heading over to the content you posted section. You can make the selected timeline, maybe the last 30 days, maybe even the last three months. That'll give you a lot to work with. And then you can organize it by a bunch of different parameters. The most important ones, in my opinion, are checking on interactions. That's what Instagram refers to engagement as. So if you sort it by interactions, you'll see the posts organized based on the total number of likes, comments, shares, and saves. And so the first three posts at the top of the grid, when you organize it that way, are gonna be your top three most engaged with pieces of content. I really recommend taking a deep dive on each of those posts, look at the imagery, look at the caption, check out the hashtags you used, look at the conversation in the comments and try to take some notes on why you think those generated so much engagement. 
Then you can change the sorting parameter from interactions to follows. This is a really, really helpful metric to see how your posts are leading to actual audience growth because different posts will have high engagement than will maybe generate followers. For me, a lot of my posts that have higher engagement tend to be like photos of me where I'm telling a personal story or sharing something vulnerable. But the kind of posts that generate a lot of new followers for me tend to be informational graphic carousels or graphics that you know have tips and tricks for social media growth. So you might find similar themes in your own content when you sort it by these different parameters so you can really get a sense of what kind of posts really generate engagement for you and what kind of posts get new followers for you. So really take some time looking at your Instagram insights and remember that these numbers well, first of all, they don't define you or your value. So don't get too caught up in what you see or feeling disappointed about not having high enough numbers because ultimately that's not what it's about. But try to remember that there are human beings behind these numbers and it indicates their feelings and their interactions with your content. And that's really the important part about insights. It's not about having the most zeros or, you know, really trying to have these high metrics just to kind of make yourself feel better or whatever. It's about figuring out what your audience is finding value in and they communicate that via these interaction um, opportunities. So take a look at your insights and really try to ask yourself why each of these posts got the results that they did. That is the first thing I would recommend when it comes to going through this feedback process for coming up with content ideas. The second would be really taking some time to look through your comments. You want to look at your comments and your DMs and also check out any comments that you have on other platforms as well. Like you might not just be creating for Instagram. For example, I have a YouTube channel. I also have this podcast and I create blog posts for each of my podcasts. So you can look at these other platforms where you're creating as well and see what kind of questions that you're getting there or what kind of comments you're receiving, because these can give you starting points or ideas for new content, even on Instagram, even if a comment wasn't from, you know, an Instagram post or whatever. This is such a valuable way to come up with content ideas, because if you can create content that speaks directly to a question or concern that one of your audience members had, then they're way more likely to engage with it because you're directly addressing something that they're thinking about, right? So this can be a really, really wonderful insight directly into what your audience members are looking for. So don't sleep on those comments or DMs. Really take into consideration the FAQs that you're receiving and figure out how you can create content that would address those. Finally, another place to look for feedback is in responses to your email newsletter. So I have a weekly email newsletter. You might as well. It's something that's really beneficial to do as a creator or creator business because you get a lot more traction through email communication than through social media communication. And that's because you're not competing on a feed full of other, you know, sparkly, moving, colorful videos, but instead you're providing value directly into somebody's inbox. So consider starting an email newsletter if you haven't already. I do have some episodes about that that you can check out. But if you do have an email newsletter, this can be a really, really great place to gather feedback from your most dedicated audience members. I'd recommend thinking about adding a prompt in your newsletter, asking for feedback or asking people what their biggest struggles are. This can be a really good thing to do if you have a email welcome sequence where you are basically introducing your new email subscribers to your list. I have this, I have an initial kind of introductory email where I say, hey, I'm Katie, this is what I offer. Also, 
feel free to reply to this email letting me know what your biggest struggle with Instagram is. And that has been a really, really great source of content inspiration from me because these are people that are highly dedicated. They're interested in my content. They cared enough to download one of my freebies or sign up for my email list. And I'm getting that information direct from the horse's mouth, you could say, of what I can do to serve my audience better. So definitely consider using your email newsletter as a point of feedback from your audience and definitely as a place of inspiration for your future Instagram content. Here's a pro tip. If you are just starting out and you don't have a lot of audience feedback at this time, because I can already kind of hear you saying that as you're listening, maybe you still have a small audience and you're like, well, this is all great, Katie, but I get like one comment on my post. So how am I supposed to really gather ideas from audience feedback? Well, this is my response to that. Check out fellow influencers or brands or creators on Instagram within the same niche as you and see what type of feedback they are getting on their post. Now, this is not going to be just a perfect analog for what your potential audience might say to you because everybody's unique. Everyone has a slightly different audience, but this can be a really, really great place to see what the general questions, concerns, and struggles and desires for content are out there in your niche. So consider doing some market research in that way. And chances are, if people are asking other creators in your niche these questions, they'd be very happy for you to answer them as well. This second step in the process for coming up with new content ideas, if you're feeling stuck and you're struggling, is to check for industry news and trends. There are a few places that I personally like to go to look for these ideas, and they're going to be different in every niche, of course, because everybody's got, you know, different news outlets or places to check for updates. So in general, you can figure out who are the authorities in your niche or industry, like what news outlets are reporting on the latest updates or news pieces, and go to those places and figure out what the latest conversations are, and then determine how you could communicate that to your audience. And if you're doing it in a way that's not like super timely, like, you know, we're not journalists here, we're not necessarily breaking these stories, but think about how you can maybe interpret it for your audience, explain it in a new way, or, you know, give them some kind of like additional information to go along with it, especially if you're going to be posting this later, right? So think about how you could like explain the latest update in your industry or what this means for you moving forward or whatever. That's how you can really add value and, you know, your knowledge and expertise to whatever the latest news is in your area. So there's kind of two main places that I like to go when I'm doing this kind of research for my own content. The first is leaders in my niche. So for me, I go over to Adam Mossery's Instagram page because he's the head of Instagram and he is therefore dropping all the latest Instagram updates and news, usually in his little reels videos where, you know, he'll be like, oh, we're, you know, trying out this new feature. And, you know, sometimes it feels like there's a new one of these like every single week where they're shaking up the platform. So, you know, it keeps me on my toes. I like to go over there, see what he is sharing and then, you know, figure out, okay, how can I interpret this for my audience? You know, instead of just saying like, oh, here's a new reels update. Instead, I might consider, okay, what does this new reels update mean for your content strategy and explain that in a graphic carousel. And this tends to be some of my most highly engaged content and also the content that gets me the most new followers. So I definitely think it's valuable to do if you can use your knowledge and expertise to interpret the latest updates in your area. So of course, think about who your Adam Mossery basically would be, go to their profile, see what the latest updates are, and then 
share them with your audience. The second main avenue is by checking out blogs and articles. I personally like to keep a list of a few websites, blogs, and news outlets that I check back to frequently. Of course, you can just go to like Google News or kind of generally search around on the internet. But if you can find news outlets that are essentially reporting the news to your ideal audience, then you can go figure out what the latest updates are. And then like I was saying, add that extra value, interpret it for your audience. So with my niche being social media, I regularly check out the later blog. So they're a social media scheduling platform, but in my opinion, they're definitely an industry leader when it comes to the latest social media updates. So I check them out quite frequently, see what they're reporting on and see if I can provide any extra value or even just like, you know, direct my audience to their update if I don't have anything else to add, just because it's helpful. But I also like to check out a website called The Verge, which is basically tech news and they have an entire Instagram section that I'll sort of check out. So this is more specifically for like updates to, um, the app itself. So kind of like new features or whatever they'll often report on. So I really recommend spending some time doing some research in your niche and trying to find some solid blogs that you can revisit each time that you're working on your content to give you kind of a starting point of what you might want to share with your audience. The third thing that I do in my content creation process is to gather leftover ideas from last time. So really the next place that I like to go when I'm coming up with the ideas is my own brainstorming, which I know seems like kind of counterintuitive when we're talking about like, oh, when you're out of ideas, what to do. But I really find that once you kind of get into the groove with this process and you're checking out audience feedback, you're checking industry news and updates, often you'll really get on a roll and you might end up actually having more content than you really need to make in the given time that you're batching for. So I usually will have an idea or two kind of just poking around from my previous brainstorming session and like a little overflow section in Notion. And I can return to that when I'm batching content for the next time around. I also find that I'll come up with ideas randomly throughout the day or like the week or whatever. And when I do, I'll just jot it down real quick in Notion as well. You know, classic like shower thoughts. Sometimes the most creative stuff comes to you when you're like not even really thinking about it. So when I'm working on my post concepts for a given week or month, I can reference this little brain dump section in Notion. And then that gives me another great starting point for the next month's content. My biggest tip here is really to have a project management system that makes it easy to reference back to your previous ideas or gives you a spot to kind of have that idea dump when stuff comes to you randomly. So like I was saying, I really recommend Notion for this. I talk about it all the time. If you followed the podcast for a while, then you'll know how much of a fan I am. But Notion is great because um, it's really you know easy to use in the desktop app, but there is also a mobile app. So that way you have quick access to it on your phone. And if you think of something while you're out on the go, you can quickly put it in the app and then you have access to it from your laptop and your phone. If you're interested, I actually just dropped a content creator notion bundle, which includes my in-depth content calendar that has nine custom views to keep your content organized across all your social media platforms, including Instagram. But this bundle also includes a brand partnership tracker an affiliate marketing tracker and a customizable brand guide to keep all of your colors, fonts, and other brand assets organized. So definitely check it out if you're looking for a system to track your ideas and plan your content because this Notion system is essentially what I use. It's what I've developed over the past year or so of using Notion. It's been a game changer for me to have all this stuff organized in one cohesive and succinct 
into place. So check it out. I think it's a great Notion starter kit for anybody who is a creator. If you want to watch me come up with my content strategy in action, then make sure to check out my monthly plan my Instagram content calendar with me videos over on my YouTube channel, which is just youtube.com slash Katie. I know I still can't believe that I have that URL, but it truly is just youtube.com slash Katie. You'll find my channel there and you can see a whole series of videos where I use the exact process that I talked you through today uh, to create my own content plans. Oh, and of course, if you have any questions or suggestions, you could definitely shoot us a DM over at Creatorly Media on Instagram, um, and we might just use those for our future content ideas, of course. So definitely let us know. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.